The worst horror movie I ever saw was fucking great. Hello and welcome to This May Hurt a Bit. My name is James Dreyer and this is... John C. Myers. And we're a horror franchise podcast discussing each film in popular and not so popular horror franchises. And today we are talking about Saw 4 from 2007. This was greenlit, I think, the night before part three opened and they knew that they once again had a hit on their hands. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, I don't I don't know if you noticed, but this is the fourth film and the games are just beginning. They are just They're beginning. Just beginning. You thought yeah. they were over. Man, I love dialogue like that. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> the movie is chock full of it. Mm-hmm. But this 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 begins, except for the boss man. This begins a new creative team for the next three. And I guess Saw fans consider this as being like a second trilogy, I suppose, with f- yes. four, five, and six. So this would be the uh, a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi of Saw, if you it, will. Four, five, and six. Uh, right now, I'd say it's the last <laughs> Jedi. And I'll get I'll I'll get into why a little bit later. But um, yeah, this is this represents a sea change in the in the whole thing. Are you saying it subverts your expectations in some ways? Is it like it undoes a lot of stuff that's done before? It's funny to kind of realize that even though this is so associated with Leigh Whannell and James Wan, and yes, they were, you know, a huge part of this. Darren Lynn Bousman, the big Bousman, has done like the last three of these will come Mm -hmm. and he's gone until. Yeah, until we get to spiral. But like, yeah. That this has been largely his thing, his driving vision of, of this whole thing. Uh, because they didn't, when they made the first Saw, they weren't expecting sequels. Mm-hmm. So credit credit to him. Yeah. So th- this is almost more of his franchise than it is Winnell and James Wan. I yeah, mean, like obviously started it, but he right. really, he made it what it is, if you will. Yeah, he, he needs to be in that conversation if you're, mm-hmm. if you're talking about it. But yeah, this brings on a couple of new writers. There are three writers on this. Patrick Melton, Marcus Dunstan, and Thomas Fenton. Yes, Dunstan and checks in. Yeah, Dunstan <laughs> checks in for Saw Part 4. <laughs> I did not see a Dunstan checks in joke coming into a Saw discussion. I've been waiting for two there weeks. You have I've it. been just laying in wait. <laughs> machinations giant machines going just so i can make this joke if you have not seen dunson checks in audience please check it out yeah Um, it'll help you understand saw four better yes exactly um but yeah these three guys had or at least two of them had another script that they wanted to create just like you know one of the other saw films the the boss man was just like oh that would make a great uh saw origin story yeah and you are now hired for part four part five and part six so go ahead and start writing oh and we're not going to give you the saw bible evidently too that Which is so funny. Fascinating because we had you had joked previously about that, about there being like a show Bible for the whole thing. And there is. Yeah. Which yeah, I, exactly. you know, shows you how interconnected the, these whole things are. But the fact that they mm-hmm. didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is another case there. Their initial script, which was called The Midnight Man, eventually mm-hmm. became The Collector. Oh, there sure. is a different movie called The Midnight Man, but that's based on a creepypasta. I'm familiar with them. They have a, a trilogy of films that they they worked on uh, called Feast. I watched the first one some time ago, uh, years and years ago, and I never went back because it was not for me. But it was way too like edgelord for me. And the fact that the sequels are called like sloppy seconds and the midnight finisher or whatever was like, oh, God, not not my jam. 
Yeah, I was about to say, well, hey, if there's three, you know what we got to do. But not watch that's them. Just, yeah, not watch them. Because <laughs> yeah, there needs to be four. Uh, right. right. <laughs> no, but it is like it's it. And finding that out kind of opened my eyes to the sort of the more sexual nature of this one. I saw uh-huh. four compared to the ones past. I think there's a little bit more of that element in this one compared to mm-hmm. what we've uh, seen before. Also, yeah. those those feast movies directed by uh, Clue Gulliger's son. No, really? Yeah. Wow. John, John Gulliger. And Clue is in the first one. You get it. You get a great name like Clue and then he you just get John. No offense, but, you know, uh, mm. yeah. no, but like at the same time, I get it because if you're just like, I'm tired of explaining my name, what's the dumbest, most boring name I can give to someone? John. Yeah. Fair enough. Fine. Yeah. You want me to start calling you Clue? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Clue Myers. Clue Myers. Clue Myers. Yeah, I yeah. dig it. That's what the C stands for. John Clue John, Myers. John Clue Myers. <laughs> Thanks for the clue. The- anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the box cover art to the Feast movies and mm-hmm. um, not. Yeah. And then seeing the, the titles, the subtitles. And yeah, had the same experience of like, but, I, I mean, don't think those are for me. Yeah, that was years ago. My taste may have changed. Who knows? But I just remember mm-hmm. kind of feeling disappointed in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it's also funny that they had this is again after after Bios Man with Saw 2, you have this multi-million dollar franchise that's going mm-hmm. on, right? It's making tons and tons of money, but they're still like, hey, rather than pay someone to write a new script, what if we just use this old script? Like, yeah. come on, you're making a ton of money. But I, I think that has to do more with the uh the calendar where they're just like true. we have yeah. got to film and edit this in one year. This yeah. has to be butts and seats in a year. So they're probably like, we don't have time to <laughs> write a script. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the WGA who's about ready to go on strike <laughs> and uh, all of that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the, think about that. And then the the uh, allegedly that this script happened and they wanted to do, yeah, Jigsaw Origins, but then producers were like, no, 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 we don't want to do an origin story. And so they went, okay, well, we'll make a new one that is just full of flashbacks yes. and make it basically an origin story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll get to it later, but like usually I tend to agree with you in that I don't need a origin stories for my villains most of the time because yeah. it takes the mystery away. But I did kind of enjoy watching Tobin Bell with a reel to reel recorder, like recording himself and pitching his, his voice down and stuff like that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Well, well, yeah. Watching, watching the early jigsaw stuff was cool, but what they've done with his backstory, I think undercuts some of what they've done before. So getting into this, we open on a really, really gross hospital room because of course we do. Uh, even the places that are supposed to be pristine, clean, <laughs> wiped down yeah. gross still green gross. lighting still gross although i i do think it is nicer looking than three i think they they actually like got rid of some of the more like super high contrast stuff and it's a little bit sure like, it's the same cinematographer and that's mm-hmm. actually i i listened to an interview with with darren lynn bousman and part of the reasons he wanted to to exit this series was just kind of creatively getting tired tired of it but also knowing that everyone that's working on this film is going to come and work on the next one and they all know what they're doing you don't know oh, me good point. that these yeah. are all these people live and breathe saw they they know it so it's this gonna be is fine. truly whoever's, a machine <laughs> yeah who's ever who's ever running this mm-hmm. but this is yeah this is the first one that doesn't open with a trap yes it's just in a, a morgue right and you know not a sandwich in sight no not a sandwich in sight in yeah. this morgue and i was you know that's my first criticism yeah of the no film. one's eating although if you if you there there is a version available online because th- this this whole first thing is they're doing an autopsy on Jigsaw so that you know mm-hmm. he's dead. Right. There's a part where they weigh his brain 
Okay. And there's a version online. Uh, it's called, let me look this up real quick. It's called Software International. Mm-hmm. In the scene, there, there's this uh, shot after the guy wa- walks away, like he's got the brain. And he's walking in the background. And you can hear a voice that sounds suspiciously like it was me dubbing it in going, I can't wait to eat this brain. <laughs> so look for that. You can find the, the right. true version the of this true movie. version. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll post the link in the show notes yeah. and uh, everybody can check out the uh, brain eating cut. The, yeah. Of, the, of, the international. The, the international. Yeah. All coroners <laughs> must be eating at all times. It's exactly. Not a, which I guess would maybe make this more of a crime movie than a horror movie. Oh, sure. So we do, the, I mean, for what it's worth, this autopsy, autopsy scene is pretty great. I mean, yeah. it looks gnarly. And uh, I guess they took a solid two weeks just to build the model of Tobin mm-hmm. Bell. It looks like Tobin Bell just laying on a slab. Yeah. So was, hats off. At this point, it was the most expensive prop. And that it, makes it shows. sense. It is mm-hmm. very well done. Uh, I do like that they didn't even bother to try to fake around this. They're like, no, we're going to open up Tobin Bell's head. We're mm-hmm. going to open up his chest. Yeah. Tobin Bell as Jigsaw is dead. There is That's no it. question about it. Yeah. I don't remember the later movies. Maybe there is a magical creature that puts them all back together. He I don't know. Twin. Yeah. Yes. Now he is, he is literally a jigsaw being put back together. I don't know. After an autopsy. Anyway, I did laugh because when they take out his stomach, what's inside the stomach? A tape. A tape. Uh, as you predicted. Tape. As I th- just kind of offhanded joke <laughs> yep. in the last episode, like, <laughs> Does he swallow it? Yoink. Yeah, it, yeah they really did that. And he, yep. uh, what was it encased in? Like amber or it was wax? Wax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amber, <laughs> like yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he put it in a tree for a bit. On his, exactly. He's growing next to his, his hospital bed. <laughs> going to grow, going to go grow uh, Billy clones all over the place. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, there's, there's a tape inside and uh, it plays. And so John now says, I promise that my work will continue. You think it's over just because I'm dead? It's not over. The games have just begun. And it's it's all for a detective guy. Yeah, Detective Hoffman, played by Costas Mandalore, which we saw briefly uh, in Saw 3. Cut to a mausoleum, and I immediately wanted to be watching Phantasm. Yep. When I saw the, yeah, this set. I got very excited. <laughs> yes. Is Reggie going to come yeah. running around the corner and save the day with a four barrel? You have not sold enough ice cream. I want to play a game. <laughs> exactly. So there are two guys that are chained to some sort of contraption in the middle of the room. One guy's mouth is sewn shut. The other guy's eyes are sewn shut. So they cannot communicate at all. The machine in the middle starts cranking them towards each other and there are bladed weapons just strewn around the floor right Mm -hmm. just like as if somebody overturned a satchel and just a whole bunch of small bladed weapons spill out yeah it's a double dragon level they start stabbing at each other it's pretty brutal one guy uh, mouth guy gets the upper hand and beats eye guy over the head with some sort of contraption kills him and manages to get a key and unlock himself I do like how the scene ends though with him tearing out his own stitches and screaming and victory yeah that was effective yeah which i mean at the one hand it's like well you couldn't have done that before you know? exactly <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> but it's also and this is this is something i realize it's these you know horror movies generally are built on people making bad decisions sure but like 
you have so many things to jam up the gears of this thing. Yeah. Like it was, it was very, and this, this happens a couple of times in this one where it's like, this is, and maybe it's just, I played too many video games. So, mm-hmm. this, so this just seems obvious to me about like, yeah. put something in the gears to stop it. But, mm-hmm. uh, it is still v- very, it's a neat contraption. And I like that yeah. they build these things to actually work. And so you get to see the gears right. move and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, this, this little sort of parable about communication. Oh it, yeah. It, it took me a while to figure out, Oh, that's the lawyer. <laughs> like I didn't, I, I, I barely even got it. Yeah. And I couldn't, as a, I'd like to believe I'm a fairly perceptive movie watcher, but at the same time, I still will often just blame myself. And it's not because I'm like looking at my phone or something like that, because I really try not to do that when watching movies, but I'm still just like, am, am I getting dumber? Am I becoming like, do I have the Simpson gene? Am I getting dumber as I get older type of thing? I think I just got too caught up in other things that when yeah. it was like, oh yeah, that happened. I kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. So Sure. We cut to a SWAT team uh, trying to break in a building. They use a little a little robot with a camera, which I thought was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the camera rolls in to see a girl and she's chained up. And so how would you describe this? So she's dead. Yes. The all of her body is like slashed up somehow. And just a cherry on top, there's a rat that get, burrows its way out of her body. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is this is uh, uh, Dina Meyer, the actress Dina from the last movie uh, after the after the sort of the angel trap. Yeah, uh, they, they're, so they're coming on her body. And so, yeah, all her flesh has been torn off, uh, revealing her her innards. This messes around with the timeline a bit mm-hmm. th- in a way that left me. It wasn't until like a subsequent viewing that I kind of was like, OK, now now this makes a little bit more sense. Although I still right. think that that introduces some issues that will. Yes, get to. the FBI shows up and they debate over who did this. Was it Jigsaw? Was it Amanda Young? And uh, the agent says, Detective Carey weighed approximately 130 pounds. Amanda Young's arrest report has her at 107. She couldn't get her up there alone. John Craver was- Bedridden cancer patient? He's brains, not brawn. He was also an engineer. He could have rigged pulleys- Or someone else could have helped him. John, did you see any uh, door kicking in this scene? Like, did someone kick down a door and it kind of frustrated you, enraged you? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I cannot believe the level of door kicking. I hope that there's some comeuppance and somebody like kind of yeah gets the, gets this guy. <laughs> for, you know, for doors everywhere. But I also <laughs> like so this is um, Riggs. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, just just Rig. Uh, Riggs, not the, the, not Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah. lethal weapon. <laughs> just yeah. just Rig, who is the SWAT team guy who we previously saw in two and had a, had mm-hmm. a bit part in in three. Yeah, he is chastised by Detective Hoffman for recklessly entering the scene. Are you trying to get yourself killed? You know, never to go through an unsecured door ever. I thought she was still alive. Thought I could save him. Yeah, after two, mm-hmm. like if for nothing else, it's just after two that you, you just like, yeah, let's go into this <laughs> electrified fence and yeah, just get ourselves messed up. Yeah. What's interesting to me about this is so, yeah, it introduces this. And I think is a very valid point of like, hey, Amanda was a smaller person. How mm-hmm. did she get Carrie, Detective Carrie up in this contraption? Yeah. But what's bothering me and the movie doesn't really f- fully answer this. How do they know Amanda's involved? Oh, at this point. So if we're backing up to. So, yeah, this happens concurrently with part three with part. So, three, like, so let's just get that out of the way. We've got the big reveal. Yeah, this has happened concurrently with part three. So we know at the end of part two that Amanda mm-hmm. was in the house yes. and like disappeared. Sure. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know that she that she's responsible for Donnie Wahlberg's disappearance. We just know that he's gone. 
but sure. somehow they're all able to put together that Amanda is involved. And that was something oh, that was bothering me sure. throughout it. It's like, well, wait a minute. How did they figure this out? Because I got confused by the timeline. And mm-hmm. then when it was revealed that what the timeline actually was, it didn't answer some of my questions. Exactly. Um, doesn't, for the purposes of all this thing, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Was, but it was interesting that like, you're just, I think it's like, is a way to clumsily set up that there might be, that there's, you know, likely other accomplices. Yeah. If you need to establish early on in this sequel that there is another accomplice, yeah. that's the, that's the main mystery. That's the thing that you want to get to right away. So I guess you just have to hand wave the Amanda part yeah. out of the out of the way. If you it, like, as if you said like, well, we don't know where Amanda is. Do you think it should have been Chip? You could have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the challenge of making this fourth movie while trying to do the magic trick of saying that this happens concurrently, right. even though we've already seen and and not having the, the Saw Bible as as it was. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. As a quick aside, I listened to an interview with with. Um, Darren Lynn Bousman, where he was talking about that there was a big like saw message board. This was before the days of, of social media really being a thing mm-hmm. called like House of Jigsaw or something. I forget what it was now. They were they were so obsessive about it and they would just like look for any inconsistency or whatever to the point that like, oh, well, if you look at the the bathroom in three, the tiling pattern is different than one. Wow. Which I mean, that's the itchy and scratchy. Yes. Joke. You know, he hit the same rib twice. Right. Um, and they would actually mess with them and be like, no, that's actually that's something they didn't find yet. Uh, oh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it got me thinking about the way that fandom interacts with their films interact with fandom now, because mm, you could just mm-hmm. be like, look, these weirdos are over here and we never have to hear from them. Whereas right. this is much more of a thing. So so Bassman said that a lot of this actually came from th- that. They were sort of listening to what the fans wanted uh, in some of this stuff or like these, these concerns they had and tried to try to tie that together uh, a bit. Yeah, that can go one of two ways, really. Yeah. So so I'm just bummed I wasn't on the message board to be like, um, how do they know Amanda was involved? Yeah. And why does it have to be a pig mask? Why not a sheep? Yeah. Technically, does that make sense? The whole conceit of the film is who's the other accomplice that's been helping out this entire time. We realize at this point, John Kramer's famous now. He's on the cover (laughs) of psychological books. He's on the cover of magazines and stuff like that. So again, how does the timeline of this kind of click together? Yeah, so they know it's it's him. And so that makes some sense because you you eventually find out that it's been, Carrie was only missing for four days, they Mm -hmm. say. So that's your that's your tip already that yeah. this is concurrent with three. Right. Donnie Wahlberg's character has been missing for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rig is is obsessed over this and yeah. is is watching a interrogation tape. What you learn later is Jigsaw's ex-wife. Right. And he's looking at magazines that are all like <laughs> it's like serial killer quarterly or something like yes. that. It's like Jigsaw, what's he about? It's called like cultures or something. Yes, and cultures. like it's got this very like artistic photo of him. Yes. And then there's a photo of him on the on the cover of like civil engineering magazine sure. or something like that, which is like, mm-hmm. what was that? before he was jigsaw or was that right because like hey we gotta admit this guy did some good civil engineer <laughs> yeah what about the good things he did <laughs> yeah let's say hey, <laughs> murders Ooh. but those were some well put together gears right. uh, yeah but i just like that the, it's, it was like natural born killers where there's the whole like time magazine oh, featuring them sure yeah so officer rig is just talking about how everyone around him keeps dying he gets home his wife needs to go help her mom i guess 
and he just decides not to go. Is that right? Basically. So like, they don't really kind of expand on that. Is he just like, I'm too busy tracking Jigsaw to help you with your mom. They, they start setting up that, that Rig is very obsessed with this job. You know what that means. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless your job is putting people in traps. Hoffman's like, hey, buddy, you're you're hitting this too hard. You're supposed to be on vacation. He's like, ah, my wife understands. He's like, well, then don't take her for granted and go home. Goes home and the wife is packing up and there's a note. And he's like, oh, no, what's this say? She's like, the dinner's in the fridge and I'm leaving. But then she says, like, I'm going to my mom's for a few days. Like, you need to calm down. You can't save everyone. Relax. And like, we we have remodeling to do work on that. And then she she fucks off. Starting to push this this thing with Rig that he can't give up the job and that he's got to save everybody, even yep. though we have seen him not save several SWAT members from getting mm-hmm. electrocuted and hit by stairs. Yes, but yes. he needs he needs to save everyone. He needs to burst into rooms. He needs mm-hmm. to kick down doors. He needs to absolutely, yeah. Save anybody who is behind a closed door. That's mm-hmm. his absolute mission. Yeah. He promptly gets kidnapped by pig mask. <laughs> <laughs> Waste no time. <laughs> yes. See, a man just can't survive without the wom- the wife in yeah. the house. Am I right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. he can't cook for himself. He can't clean. He can't fend off a pig mask kidnapper. Yeah. You know, my, he's, <laughs> my partner leaves. It's day two. I'm eating peanut butter just out of the jar for lunch. <laughs> this guy just gets kidnapped. It's just exactly. not happening. Just cannot fend for himself. He wakes up in a bathtub. Of course, Billy appears on the TV and shows uh, Matthew. Donnie Wahlberg is still alive, but hanging from his neck and he's trying to stand on a block of melting ice Mm -hmm. and Rig has 90 minutes to save him. Now, originally, Donnie Wahlberg's schedule wouldn't allow him to be in the movie. And so they decided that they were going to use Rig's wife as the bait but then all of a sudden, Donnie Wahlberg became available and they're like, oh, let's just put him back in there and film him for like film him for maybe a day. Just slipping around on a yeah, on an I ice can't cube. imagine it took that long. Yeah, right. So Riggs motivation went from rescuing his wife to rescuing an old partner, an yeah. old colleague. Not saying that you can't love who you work with, right. but it is kind of a funny difference in motivations for our for our hero here. Yeah, we find we find out that Matthews is in a trap along with Hoffman, who's, oh, right. who's also been been apparently kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Well, the trap is eventually revealed. We'll we'll get to that. But all he knows right now is that gotta go get that guy. Yeah. This this is the introduction to his first test. Yes. Which is something else. Um <laughs> I like this trap, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of maddening. He's as he's like leaves the bathroom and is because he's still in his house. I was wondering about this, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it a relax? You're in your own room. Uh, <laughs> space mutiny joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it seemed yeah. like like whoever like knocked him out or the, the pig mask, like set some stuff up because there's all these photos up everywhere of this of this blind right. woman. He, yeah. he goes in the into the room and there's someone in the pig mask and a hood in front of a television whips off them. You can hear someone struggling underneath. He's start trying to like, hey, don't move. Pulls off the wig mask or the the mask, and it's a blonde woman whose hair mm-hmm. is connected to this whole contraption. Yeah, and in whipping off the the robe and the mask, starts it in action, starts pulling her hair back to to pull her scalp off. Ugh. So he's like trying to figure out how to stop it. She's like, just cut the hair because that was I was screaming at the TV. Just cut the hair exactly. He goes to to the kitchen. Of course, the knives are all gone. But again, this was a case of you could just jam anything at hand into the gears. Yes. Like you have a gun. 
Put the gun in there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, particularly if you are your whole thing is saving everyone. But mm-hmm. but he eventually is able to stop it because he finds there's you have to have a code that shows up on some of the turning gears oh, right. and stuff. But not yeah. before a fair amount of blood is is spilled. Of course. Frees her. But then she reaches under the TV and gets a knife and starts attacking him. Puts her down to find that there was a tape from Jigsaw instructing her to do just that. Because she is a sex worker who was going to be arrested by Rig. Yeah. If she did not kill him. That's what Jigsaw That's told That's what Jigsaw her. said. So she's some kind of like, she's like a, a, a pimp, basically, they reference later. Like she was, she okay. was, from uh, the stuff forward. And this bothered me a little bit in that it, it's not unheard of for Jigsaw to expect a lot of things in order for these traps to work. Right. But you had someone and, and and to be fair, this person knows only what's being told to them from the tape. But this is a person mm-hmm. that's like, well, my scalp's about to be pulled off. Mm-hmm. I might be like, hey, were you in on this? Yeah. <laughs> Where did I knock you? But, you know, you got you got your adrenaline's going, whatever. Right. So she right. just attacks him like knowing full well or, or you know, like who even is this guy? How is he going to prosecute mm-hmm. her? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think here it's there's a writing on the wall that says like, see what I see, which is important. I suppose for later on uh, this whole journey. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't help but try to save her. He does not. No, we cut to uh, Matthews hanging by his throat, still trying to stand on the ice. He's got a little booty on his leg now because he lost his foot in the previous movie. Broken to shit. Yeah. We flashback to him fighting with Amanda and then placing his cell just in case we didn't know who this guy was because he, he does have a pretty terrible beard. He does have a pretty terrible, but I also like when he is, when he is found after his, his fight with Amanda and like drugged to the cell, whoever is dragging to the cell is wearing a hood. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I better wear this hood in case there's a flashback yeah. because he knows who's involved with this <laughs> right. pretty much. True. You know? so yeah. Yeah. Obviously we'll find out later who perhaps was already in that thing, but it was just kind of funny that like, Oh, I better be ready just in case this guy I'm planning to murder and keep in a cell figures Might out it's see me. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could use it against me somehow. Yeah, sort of like and if, if Jigsaw is as sure about his stuff as he is, it's a little bit of a suspenders and belt kind of situation. Like, oh, sure. You know, yeah, you, you're kind of overdoing it. SWAT team gets to the crime scene. Uh, they check out all the photos that were there. You know, they try to put all the connections to the other people who Jigsaw is targeting here. We get a list of names or, or, or other people. It's a little confusing. They just they zoom in on all these different people in there. They come up with like three, three people that also targeting because you have the pimp slash prostitute that we that we've already yep. talked about. Uh, you have Hoffman. You have what we find out Jigsaw's wife, mm-hmm. Matthews. And I think, yep. yeah, then then I believe the lawyer also. Um, oh, right. The lawyer. Yeah. Yes. But there's a there's a few different ones that we're we're introduced to. So we cut back now to Jigsaw's ex-wife. Her name is Jill. Jill. Jill uh, getting interrogated is really defensive and exhausted by it because she's saying like, you know, you're not going to learn anything that you haven't learned through like 100 hours yeah. of questioning it's been of me. Six months. You yes. have talked to me a billion times. And we get several scenes of her getting interrogated mm. and somebody yelling at her over and over, which gets a little redundant, I thought. Yeah. Rig goes to a, uh, a shitty hotel. He's got a room key. And inside is a photo of his wife and a suitcase and a pig mask with a tape recorder. Well, this this got me. This this was a, a might be actually one of my favorite scenes in it because he walks in and there's yeah, there's a, a suitcase with some hair sticking out and the oh, photo yes. of his wife on the top. 
And it's like this black hair and you're like, Whoa, oh my God, what's in the box, man? What's yep. in the box? And it's, yep. yeah, it's the pig mask. But I thought that it's was a, very, that was very It was well really done. well done. Cause, Cause I had the same reaction. I was like, can you fit a whole body in there? I was yeah. like, well, maybe if you carve it up first, uh, you can fit it inside of a suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, this is, you, and as, as well in there is, is the photo of the, the creepy guy running the motel. Your, the clerk. your classic, yeah, creepy motel clerk, greasy motel clerk, mm-hmm. straight yeah. out of like basket case. Uh, yes, but yeah. no, he is. Uh, it's, his name is is uh, Ivan. He's a giant creep. We find, and that J- Jigsaw leaves a recording that's like, "Hey, the photo before you is of a man in desperate need of help. In the next room are the tools to his salvation. His life is in your hands, but in the end, only he." can save himself you're gonna need to you're like this room is being monitored so you need to wear a mask while you do it so put on yeah. the big mask yeah hide your identity why doesn't really last that long like he no not off at almost all. immediately but immediately okay, whatever yeah desk clerk walks upstairs and uh he gets a gun pulled on him by rig and makes him like walk into the hotel room flashback to working in a medical clinic this is jill uh jigsaw's ex-wife yes there's a pointless fight in the lobby of the hospital and now the detective is just really trying to push the idea that uh, Jill is the current accomplice. So it's supposed to be our red herring as well. Flashback to John showing off some of his uh, creepy early workshop and you get to see like Billy the puppet like and a cradle because she's she is pregnant. And this I was losing my mind because <laughs> when he's showing her around, yes, he's like, well, check this out. And because yeah. it's a flashback, I'm, I was like, you made the puppet younger because he's got like I a beetle so mop top like, Yes, That's not how puppets work. <laughs> Unless this is like some kind of Benjamin Buppet, uh, button puppet. I don't, you know. <laughs> Benjamin Buppet. <laughs> Benjamin Buppet. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I was losing it because I'm like, you you bothered to de-age the puppet. But no, it's a s- slightly different puppet, which seemed very weird to bring in. Right. This was the first model, but it did look younger. Yeah. This is the first indication that they're taking Jigsaw. Like we've we've talked a lot about Jigsaw's um, sort of ethos and all this stuff. Jigsaw in this one, they've decided to make really reactionary like Death Wish, like Charles Bronson and Death Wish. Yes. Yeah. And the whole thing that his wife used to run this like clinic for at, you know, at risk people. Underprivileged people. And and their motto was cherish your life. And it's it's basically the whole... um, there's that that phrase like scratch a liberal and a fascist bleeds. That oh, it's yeah. like because this doesn't go exactly the way he wants it to, mm-hmm. that all, all mankind is bad and I need to punish yes. them. And and when that starts happening, I'll get into a little bit more of that then. But uh I thought that was like an interesting change. This is kind of why I call it the the Ryan Johnson or the the last Jedi of oh, the because sure. it kind of like changes a lot of things from what you knew before it kind of recontextualizes mm-hmm. some stuff which i don't yeah. much like the last Jedi. i don't think always works yes. but yeah so they're trying to set this up that like they they have this more history with that and, and the fact that they're showing like well they have this this clinic and immediately there's problems because there's some guy that's freaking out and the yep. only other solution the other guy has is to punch him in the face instead of talking about of course these people can't really be helped unless mm-hmm. you tie them to machines but yeah so we're, we're getting a little bit of that but but 
the the real headline here is the de-aged puppet. <laughs> and it took me a bit to get back in the movie because I was too busy thinking about how you made a younger puppet and then or but, but even if you the reality of it is like, well, I made this puppet older or like more fucked up. So you gave him receding hairline? Like, yeah, that's it's just it's <laughs> sure. an extremely bizarre choice overall. Yeah, and and do we think that the puppet is for uh their unborn child to play with? Because it's it's like it's in the context of showing her like yes. a bassinet and a cradle. And yeah. It's just like, oh, here's Billy the puppet. See, Becky, I told you the puppet was cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's an earlier version of it. There was going to be a children's toy. See? Vindicated. Vindicated it tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. It seemed weird <laughs> to be like, look, yeah. I made this really awful wooden thing to put in with our baby. Uh, mm-hmm. It's jigsaw for you. Cut back to rig uh, holding the clerk hostage. He, pushes him into an adjoining room where there are photos of a sex worker who has been beaten up and tied to a bed and of course another jigsaw tape there's also video footage of the hotel clerk assaulting the woman on the bed and now i mean i did kind of dig this part because you know from as much of the context of i don't want to see like why this guy's bad. I don't need to see close up shots of a woman's, you know, bruised mm-hmm. face and stuff like that. The trap was pretty cool because it makes it like rig just straps him to a bed. I can't remember what he says to him exactly, but he's just like, you have the ability to either lose your eyes or lose your body. Jigsaw's instruction to rig is like, you know, t- time to the bed, get him, get him yeah. in there. As an instruction is like basically that that you've kept these photos around and, and Ew, look yeah. at them and then like so your your voyeuristic nature got you into trouble but then your body is the thing that committed these crimes and hurt other people. It's it's odd that he's kind of saying that like well you looked at pornography in that guy you and I realized that like that he's he's kind of referring to these photos of the brutalized people but he wouldn't have the photos of the brutalized people if he didn't brutalize them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of going like the fact that you were looking at and, and had sexual thoughts about someone is equally as bad as actually like assaulting people. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. Like, I didn't need to see that little bit. And that's mm-hmm. when I was talking earlier about the feast thing, like adding that this, yeah. this has a lot more of a sexual element to it. Yeah. And including what like the next people that he comes in contact with, that the, the mm-hmm. crimes have a lot more sort of like sex crime thing right. to, rather than just like being a bad dad or, or doing drugs. Working too hard. Right. Or working the yeah. crime of, of grinding. <laughs> yeah. The, so it's like, so your, your choices are you're, you're strapped to this bed. Either you'll, your body will just be pulled apart or you can press these buttons. It almost looks like he gives him an e-reader. The, yes. Like, not the yes. E-reader. What is he, what do they call those things that, that Scientology uses? Uh, oh, the, the e-meter, the, the yeah, e-meter. Um, yeah. E-meter. Yeah. yeah. It gives him an e-meter in each hand. And uh, it's like, you know, if you, if you press these buttons, you'll, your eyes will get poked out. You can mm-hmm. get rid of your voyeuristic tendencies or the body that, that doesn't. And so the guy wastes no time. And he's yeah. like, bye bye eyes. <laughs> he just, he clicks one and goes in. It's disgusting, but it's terrible. But yeah. I like that. He's like, okay, did that one. We can do the next one. Like he's just pumping himself he's up. He's pumping himself up. Yeah. And then he does it. And then his body gets torn apart anyway. Anyway. Right. Which he, he gets drawn and quartered. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Essentially like, and it's, it's gnarly. And I couldn't help but think, okay, so is this an Amanda trap? Is this another mm, example mm-hmm. of Jigsaw having oh. this idea, but then the person that set it up, like, fucked it up because screw him. Because if you're trying to teach this guy, like, no, we need to let them save themselves, 
Yeah. That's not how that worked at all. Right. But whatever. This is a, not the no-win situation, Kobayashi yeah. Maru test. Right, yeah. But, this was, it know. was a cool trap, but I don't know that it did what you needed it to do. More interrogation, flashbacks. Agro patient from earlier, uh, I believe his name is Cecil, threatens his way back into where Jill works. He pushes the door really hard, slams into her uh, stomach, abdomen, causes her to start bleeding which is movie sign for uh, they've lost the baby already. John Kramer finds her, runs her into the emergency room and uh, demands that everybody try to save his wife's life and that she is also pregnant. While that's happening, he's outside waiting for her in the car and like a sex worker shows up. He's like, you're a pretty lady. This is a health Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And that was it, right? Yeah, it's just another way to, to him to be disgusted with the world around him. Mm -hmm. And this, yeah, this, this Cecil guy, like not on purpose, but does yeah. attempting to rob rob the place cause her to miscarry. Mm-hmm. And she even has a line in the in when she's like in the hospital, she's like, All I wanted to do was help them. Okay. Like that didn't sure. undercut all of your other work. Like that's still possible. But he's like, they ha- they can only help themselves. Which and part of the reason I find this whole fr- this this element of it so frustrating is that in in two, we find out that he, you know, he had this cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And so he decided, and, and it's, and I mean, we knew that from one, two, that was part of the, the impetus of the whole thing was Lay Winnell being like, what if you were dying? Like, yeah. and, and you, you know, this insane person right. would do all this. And the second one's presented that he has this car accident that, that, that made him kind of like, well, now I want to test the, the limits of the human experience. Mm-hmm. So, but instead of it being this like baptism of crushed metal and broken glass that caused this rebirth, instead of the rebirth, it's him going, fuck it, YOLO. Yeah, like it's him just having <laughs> this idea and, and being a piece of shit anyway and being like, sure. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to die and fuck these guys. Yeah. And I didn't love that as much as just, I mean, it's, it's a the previous. His, yeah. yeah. His, his reasoning before was pretty flawed, but this just felt much more kind of like politically motivated for lack of a better term, but just yeah. like you yeah. were just already brooding on this. And that makes it a little bit less, less interesting of a character rather than just be like, I have seen death and death changed me. It was more like, I hate these people. And then they mm-hmm. made me hurt. So guess what? Now I'm going to enact my revenge. Sure. Against because then it makes all the people that he attacks not make a lot of sense because it went from drug dealer that gave my wife a miscarriage to guy that busts through doors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the problem when you go further along in a, in a franchise and you feel like you need to give your, your main person a, a backstory, which you've already kind of established, well, but then you want to give it a new wrinkle and then that undoes some of the cool stuff from the previous. Well, this one in particular, because this one is so tied together. Yes. Compared to any other, any other franchise we've done so far, like yes. the fact that there was a show Bible that's like, okay, yeah. then this happens here and this happens here. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're stuck with some of the downsides of that. Right. Cut back to the previous kill scene in the hotel room. And I really loved the reaction that one of the detectives has, which was just simply, how do you get all this shit in here? Yes. Into the hotel room. <laughs> How do you Very get carefully. this contraption in here? Which is fantastic because I think they do have some sort of like dumb excuse. Like this room has been rented for like two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means that Amanda or Jigsaw has been lugging stuff in like beam by beam, bolt by bolt, like 
under a trench coat, like a giant <laughs> steel beam yeah. and blade underneath a trench coat uh, to get in there and rig up this massive contraption. But yeah, that that did make me laugh. Yeah, they bothered to even even mention it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's also, yeah, I doubt that the, the clerk cared. He was too busy being disgusting. That's true. Detective thinks that Rig is being recruited by Jigsaw because now it's all about uh, feel how I feel, see what I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe feel what I feel is in the hotel room. Yes. Uh, written up there. We cut to Hoffman, back to him just doing his thing, slipping and sliding in a noose. He finally tries to give up and just hang himself, which was pretty great. Yeah, this, you this know? drove me nuts. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Matthews it is absolutely what I would do. Yes. Matthews is like, you know what, well, fuck you. And he just mm-hmm. hops off the thing. And who, who the, a person has come in to monitor the situation. Yes. Uh, he comes over. Because what happens if Matthews steps off the ice block Mm-hmm. They're all sort of like a seesaw thing. Hoffman, yeah. who's sitting tied up to the chair next to him, will tip down into some water, and there's uh, some nearby cables that would basically electrocute him. Right. If he goes, if if he goes down there, and the person that's sort of monitor, comes in to monitor the whole situation, he's like, "No, no, no, you can't do that." Okay. Why? Um, sure. Yeah. Stick with stick. Stay here. You know, we'll all get out of this. Mm-hmm. All three of us will get out of this. Yeah. Now, this isn't the first trap that that Matthews has been in and uh, we eventually find out the person who's monitoring the whole thing is the lawyer that we saw previously get out Mm -hmm. of the other thing is like, once you get out of a jigsaw's trap, I thought the whole thing was, it was supposed to like, that was supposed supposed to to have learned you've learned your lesson, but they're like, they've gotten rid of all that pretext. Now it's just, Mm -hmm. no, there's going to be another trap, which I think undercuts the whole thing. I mean, his, we've talked about before how his philosophy is all kind of flawed or whatever, but I feel like undercutting that whole principle of it is real. Was was a real misstep. Yeah. Once you get out now, like you're involved in somebody else's trap. Yeah. You've like Before you been even called to- up to the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, you got the goods. <laughs> yep. You survived. Now I'm going to employ you. <laughs> I mean, Amanda at least like fucked up again. So we put mm-hmm. her back in the trap. And then like, sure. th- then we found out the three was like, well, you've been kind of not doing what I want. This is your last test. But this yeah. is me like. No, I don't care. Your, your right, test right. is not yeah. even, it doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But the, also at this point, there's so many flashbacks. It's, it's, it's easy to get confused it's, there. Yeah. And there is no doubt in my mind. Have you ever, you, have you ever seen burn after reading? Yes, but I only once. Okay. Jigsaw's making those George Clooney sex chairs. Like there's no question <laughs> that, that's, yes. that that's what he's doing in there all day long. <laughs> Cause he's a fucking weirdo. But, right. Um, they're looking at the, the scene where, Riggs was just dealing with that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rig, sorry, I keep saying Rig. Rig it's a uh, real is, hawk and hawk situation yeah. here. <laughs> but then he Rig, Rig moves on to the next test he's he's encountered, which is yep. this woman. We we get a flashback of uh, this case he was on, where this little girl was being abused, and you see him talking to the little girl, and the little girl sees the guy who has been being interrogated, like, and he looks at her and goes like, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't talk. And we find out that the guy was abusing her and his wife wasn't doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoffman is there and Hoffman's like, the, 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 I can't corroborate the kid's story. It doesn't, yeah. you know, I can't do anything about it. Rick ends up punching out the guy, the, the, the abuser. He's like, I'll take you everything you got. Turns out the, the abuser is being represented by the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, we haven't mentioned this yet, but the lawyer has such a great name. Oh, I did look that up. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, not the, the, the actor is fine, but it's like art blank. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, 
I, I, I just love that. Name. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. Then you you get a little bit more of a flashback where the guy later, the, the lawyer is like, well, we're going to we're going to sue you guys mm-hmm. and whatever. And Curtis Mandalore Hoffman's like, no, your, your guy doesn't have a case. He struck first. Well, who saw that? Me. I did. Yeah. And it's supposed to show you that there's a nice like that. There's a connection between Hoffman and, and Rick that he's got his back. Right. But it's also like. Oh, cool. So the cops just lied about, yep. abu- I mean, the guy's a, 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 like a pederast abuser. So it's like, it's hard right. to take his side, but it's just also weird to be like, no, it's good that cops do this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ends justify the means, exactly. all that kind of I thing. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, you know, ends mm-hmm. justify the means. That is Jigsaw's whole thing. <laughs> exactly. But he comes across these people, mm-hmm. the same couple, Jigsaw has, has hooked up a trap and I, and I do like this trap as a concept. I love this trap. Where they are on opposite sides of a post and they're pinned mm-hmm. together with different just sharp needles sticking through them. What I don't love when he when he encounters them. And this was I, I thought this was needlessly confusing because when mm-hmm. Rick encounters them, the trap has already happened. Is yes. She's there and she's like, I won. And then you get this flashback, this whole protracted flashback of them being connected with these needles sticking through them, like back to back. And Jigsaw tells her like, hey, you know how you were abused by this guy and who was also mm-hmm. like abusing this kid and you did nothing about it because you were being abused? Yeah. Well, that is just as bad as this guy abusing people. <laughs> so uh, you got to figure out if you want to live or die. Mm-hmm. So you... It's if one side pulls out the needle, the other side will start to bleed out. Yes. And she starts pulling out the needles and causes the guy to die. Right. So Jigsaw's whole thing is basically like the thing is, is you weren't abused, abused enough and in the right way. But if I do it, you'll learn something. Yeah. But the placement of the the needles slash bars is interesting to me because he explains it as in the ones through the woman she can heal from. Yes. if she removes them, but the w- ones in the man are so specific that he won't recover from those wounds. Right. And it's ridiculous, but I love the idea of him being so medically sound that he was able to just go just through at the just right uh-huh. angle to hit her and in one area and him and another one to pull off that level of a trap. And I thought that was pretty ingenious in a really stupid sort of way. Right. But it was frustrating because you know the tra- how it ends. So why am I watching all this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, there's no tension there because I already know, well, she yeah. won. So why are right. we, this is, we're just kind of spinning the wheels here and just, it's a chance to us to watch more gore. And in that Certainly. interview with, with uh, uh, Big Bouse Man, he was, he said that, honestly, the trap's the last thing we come up with. It just says like, mm. trap one goes here, trap two. And there might be a little bit more specifics, but. Uh, yeah. He's like, that kind of gets worked out later and they're changes that are made like up to the last minute kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I did like the, the kind of absurdity of that. Sure. I think it's here. Oh yeah. Cause he's like, uh, she wants help and he's like, well, you got to take out the spikes because he's starting to figure out that he's got to save like jigsaw saves, you know, it's up to them mm-hmm. to save themselves. He's like, nope, that's up to you. And he pulls yeah. the fire alarm to kind of right. let people know that this is where they, they are. Totally. And when the when the cops when the FBI guys get there, they they figure out that they're now involved. The jigsaw yes. is now is now after them. Right. There's folders with them that say like you're you're too close. Take a step back. Mm-hmm. And while they're investigating the scene, a thing like fires off a needle and just kills a like a crime scene photographer, which was just like <laughs> what was that. our test exactly? Like what was that? But, but that was. 
I think no, that's more no. of a case of like, you know, your accomplices making shitty traps. Yeah, making shitty traps and just there's going to be a little bit of collateral damage no matter how uh, how uh, specific Jig- Jigsaw is. Like, I do love the idea of cleaning up a crime scene after Jigsaw yeah. and something else going off, whether yeah. you anticipated it or not. Poor girl just gets shot right through the cheek and goes down immediately. It also felt a little bit like some of the, the later... Part of the 13th movies where it's like we, we gotta have a kill every three pages. Oh, there you go. You know, we yeah. weren't sure if we're gonna do this whole flashback thing, so like we gotta put a, a death in. Yeah. Three of the people in the traps also had the same lawyer, too. This is where yes. they put all that together, and he got everybody off of their charges, too. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. what what I love is that they while investigating, they they open the door and find Billy, who's having a spa day. He's got all these yes. little candles around him, yep. <laughs> listening to Enya, yes. just you know, yeah. <laughs> finding a center, cherishing mm-hmm. his life, right? Um, but they, they go in and find him, and there's a tape. It's like, hey, well, I know you guys are after me. I don't know how Jigsaw knew the names yeah. of the agents that were coming. I'm sure that'll be uncovered in the next one because that was there something also yeah. in that that Darren in the Big Boss Man interview where he was like, they would catch us on some story stuff, then we'd fix it in the next movie. Oh, and I there feel like you go. that's totally, you know, on the jigsaw message board. And I feel like that's totally what's happening here. Mm-hmm. That that's going to come into play later. But yeah, that that she's like, yeah, uh, the jigsaw's like, hey, your partner's soon going to take the life of an innocent man and that your your next step is critical. And then there's like, then the tape is like, She's like, yeah. what's that? And gets too close. And the saw, like the Billy puppet blows. Yes. Shrapnel in the face. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is. Out of, she's not dead, but she is out of the picture. She is. She's out the of the hospital. picture. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if she'll show up in part five. Shrapnel face. So Strom, the, the FBI agent is so, all pissed and goes mm-hmm. to interrogate Jill. And this is where we get the backstory of Jill losing the baby and yep. the, the, the awful drug addicts that are ruining uh, society. Yes, we get another dumb cut to uh, Matthews trying to overtake the helper in black, but no dice. And and we're just told, like, if these guys stay alive, then the helper will get to go free. I still didn't know who this person was yeah. <laughs> at, the, at this point at all. Yeah, it took um, me a, a bit to figure it out. But you, you learn that he is also wearing a trap. Exactly. That he's not yeah. he's not out of the woods yet. There's a reason that he's keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the door is rigged up. Hoffman sees the door is rigged up and there are these two giant ice blocks above his head. Right. On a lever that they could, if the, if the door opens, they're going to swing down and kill him. Yeah. So, I mean, you, it, it, as soon as you see that and that the door is rigged up, you're like, man, I hope no one rushes through that door. Yeah. I hope no one kicks down this door. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty shitty, but you know, people do that, but I would just hope that nobody would do that. that no one would do. I mean, why would you ever just bust through? Yeah. Door? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Just mm-hmm. we calmly. And that's certainly not telegraphing a, a constant problem. A guy has right. Um, <laughs> In a way that isn't really building tension, but more just like, well, that's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the bit where we we get uh, more flashbacks of uh, John Kramer building his in- initial stuff. He's making Billy. He's writing his first puzzles. He's downgrading his vocals on the on the recordings. I thought that was kind of cute for some reason. I don't know why. What kills me about this whole thing is that it's a flashback within a flashback. I was going to ask yeah. about that. OK, it's, yes. It's already Jill like confronting him because he and the and the lawyer. And this is 
something that that drove me nuts because you eventually start to start to piece together well, you or the the cops start to piece together john is operating out of this building the gideon meatpacking plant or something right because uh, uh, there's g's everywhere um and then like he says like above the all these photos it says the four walls make a home and that was the headline of this thing you've been investing in this guy six months and you didn't go like i wonder what properties this man might own you know like you didn't yes. do any sort of like financial research into this mm-hmm. you know where he could possibly be no no, no it right. doesn't matter we're just gonna eventually think about it yeah but she's flashing back to her confronting her and the lawyer who was his business partner confronting john the lawyer even telling john that hey we're in business together making affordable housing for people and the way right. you design them is amazing and immediately i'm thinking about there's a monty python sketch about there the these people that are trying to get a tower of flats built and this one guy thinks he's used to building abattoirs and so he turn he's like this oh, yes. like a slaughterhouse yes. like, that's just this bit made that's- into a horror movie <laughs> um that's amazing but but I'm like, okay so yeah he was going to make these but then he's like no I can't build affordable housing that's bad for some reason fuck for you. some reason yeah. yeah and that's when Jill kind of like realizes that uh you know maybe this isn't good and he's freaking out there's this weird runner that doesn't really work the way they want it to where when he's first showing her how great this building is, there's mm-hmm. this tiny desk clock that apparently sealed the deal for him buying this building that is oh, yes. involved because this, the gears have been going for 300 years. And isn't that amazing? Yeah. Okay. But then later when he finally gets pissed off enough about what's going on, he breaks the clock. He breaks the clock. Yeah. Uh, all right. Does that symbolize him? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Making he, the official turn to jigsaw. Yeah. It does, up until it just, then he was John. Yeah. It just, it didn't have any real weight to it because you just went, Hey, look at this. This is important. Now it's not important. Oh, yeah. okay. You didn't like mm-hmm. make it a real piece of anything right that's when she's like okay well i i know i i need to leave and but like what happened to cecil and he's like well i taught cecil a lesson that you know to not do that and then you get the flashback of him like tracking cecil Mm -hmm. or him recording the first jigsaw thing and then the very first jigsaw trap i thought this trap was kind of cool yeah It, it just in the like, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm doing yet. This is my Batman Begins moment of I'm just kind of crappy at this. I'm just going to weld up like 10 knives and tell you that you have to voluntarily push your face through them. Yeah. It's so simple and dumb, but it is kind of like if you're going to reverse engineer one of these giant traps, yeah. this is pretty simple and the gruesome. Simple ones are kind of the best ones. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's this, the, he's, he's got Cecil's hands like screwed to the chair. Oh, yes. And it's like, like blood's coming out and he's like, I've got a tool to help you escape. Jigsaw is there with him. He is, he is no longer, this is before he started outsourcing his stuff to the puppet. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I've got a tool that'll help you and pulls out this giant headpiece that has knives, almost like a, yeah. um, I don't know what it's almost like that, like that, the hand trap that the person had to go through in two, but it's like, it's this, oh, this sure. like, screen door of knives basically. And he puts right. it in front of his face and he's like, you're going to make your, your face match your soul. You have to push your face through the, through the knives and that will press this button that will free your hands. And then you'll mm-hmm. be, you'll be able to go. And yeah. I like that immediately his whole grandiose thing is undercut by Cecil. I'll tell you what I will do, though. I'll give you a tool to reclaim your life and to discard the vices that have so corrupted your soul. I don't have a fucking soul. But the, yeah, his whole like grandiose thing is like, oh, shit. I assumed that you believed the same thing as I did. Nope. So he starts pushing his face through the knives. Do you think it would have been better or worse to like 
just because you because you have to take this on faith first of all that mm-hmm. what he says is going to be is going to happen is going to happen sure that the knives will in fact open all the way and you'll be able there's a button there's like a lever in front of the in front of where the knives are that if you push your head against that will release you would it be better to go fast or slow does he go slow I would go fast. I would. My initial thing is go fast, but I don't know if that's necessarily better. Just, but you're also go, terrified, yeah. too. Yeah. And so it's just like, do I have to do this? Do I have to? Like, you don't want to commit to going yeah, super it's fast, I suppose. Lose, lose. Like, it's not mm-hmm. good either way. Right. Just, I, I just wonder if going fast would be better. But he doesn't get to find out because as he's slowly going through, the chair just falls apart. Right. Which was fun. Okay. I like the idea of the trap falling apart. Yeah. But you were on the cover of an engineering magazine. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) A chair just fell apart. Like, come on, man. Uh, Gears are easy. Chairs are hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. That classic engineering (laughs) phrase. That's why I flunked out of engineering school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Cecil's like, hey, fuck you, man. I'm going to fuck you up. And then lunges at John and John just moves out of the way and he falls into a bunch of razor wire that he also just had lying around. I did exclaim out loud to that. Like that, that was a rough one. That was rough. Uh, Yeah. Do you think that was part of the trap or was that a uh, happy jigsaw accident i don't like was that gonna be a trap was that like eventually gonna be used for the other trap or like yeah why did he just have a whole bunch of razor wire yeah and did he purposely stand in front of it so that he would like yeah it doesn't matter it it was it was funny either way if it's jigsaw it seems like he's always got a backup plan so it seemed like well i'll just put this here just in case so yeah i can toss him in there yeah so the first building that John bought is where he's holding the people hostage, which mm-hmm. is the Gideon meatpacking plant. There's a trap rigged to the door, as we've discussed. Rig runs around in the hallway, sees the ID badges of the guys inside. What does he got to do? He's got to save these people because he is wired to save these people. Yeah. Well, okay. If let me I, ask you this. Are you, yes. when you when, if, if you need to save, mm-hmm. are you going to turn a knob? Or are you just going to bust in? I'm going to kick the door in. Yeah, probably. You've you got no time for knobs. I mean, well, I mean, I would now that I'm a little bit more along in my saving people journey, I tend to just sort of saunter in uh-huh. and just be like, hey, guys, hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. No fear. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this is another case of of and this was true in three as well, where uh, well, and I think maybe a bit in two where it's like, look, I've learned nothing. I like this whole journey. I've learned absolutely nothing. So I'm just going to kick the door in rather than being like, okay, well, I've been tested this time. Mm -hmm. They've really underlined that I've got to save everyone. I'm rushing into things. No, I better just keep doing that. Better keep doing the same thing. I'll show him. And sure enough, yeah, he he busts in. Yeah, that well, the the helper takes off his jacket to reveal he has. This is where we see the device on his back. Flashback to tell us that he's the mouth sewn shut guy from the beginning, and we get a lot of just fast cuts here. Oh, and there's Jeff. We see Jeff from number three. From number three. Uh, skulking through the corridors. And this is where it just sort of comes together that like this is happening concurrent to part three. The detective Riggin and Jeff are all like starting to converge. When the timer is up, uh, they hit a button that gets released. Jeff slices. We, we come. The detective comes up when Jeff is slicing uh, Jigsaw's neck. Intercut with Rig comes barreling in, kicks the door down like a dummy. Yep. Matthew shoots him. Matthew has a gun at this point. I can't yes. remember how. Well, because because <laughs> he's they, given they, a gun. Yeah, Blank gives him a gun, and it's like, yeah, make your choice for what? 
for he what's can't the choice? Kill, he's not supposed to kill Hoffman. What's the choice? Right. And yeah, Hoffman maybe is just, himself. Or yeah, well, no, because if he does, then that'll make the other guy die, which is apparently. Oh bad. right, that's true. And I, I, I don't understand why he doesn't just shoot himself. He clearly wants to die. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. It's yeah. not like, boy, this Hoffman guy, like, so I don't know. I got to look out for him for reasons. Matthew shoots rig is rig, uh, kicks in the door who trips the door trap. And I did love this, but that just means that the two massive ice blocks above Matthew's heads come down and, uh, sandwich his head yeah. and explodes it in a giant fountain of blood. Great death scene. Just recency bias because it, uh, we, we watched not that long ago, but Made me think of the uh, the weight crushing in Final Destination Three. Yes, which was which was a fantastic kill. So seeing that kind of element again, I was like, yes, this rule mm-hmm. is yeah. great <laughs> effect. And you see, like he's uh, down on the ground after he's been shot. Rigashot, the art blank, the lawyer is down on the ground. They're yelling at each other. You get the detective, uh, the FBI agents, uh, Strom busts in where they the end part of three is happening. He shoots mm-hmm. Jeff. So I guess that storyline is done, which is fine. I mean, I do not like Jeff, but there's still this missing dog, this missing girl, which sure. was, I, I believe was teased earlier. Oh, right. Which will, will because the, re- the revelation is that, that Hoffman's chair does indeed go into the water and nothing happens. Hoffman's mm-hmm. been on it this whole time. He is Jigsaw's new or has been his, uh, his understudy, understudy, his uh, uh, <laughs> acolyte. We open in two nights. How's the understudy? <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's too sick to go on. She's got uh, yes. bullet-itis uh, having been shot. <laughs> right. But the, the, it was, it was frustrating because, and I felt like you with this, because it's two people yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. The lawyer's like, you're being played. You're being played. And Rick's like, don't reach for that. I'm going to shoot you. And it's again, it's adrenaline. Like the, the, it's understandable yeah. why this choice happened. It was frustrating to watch because Rig just like goes to reach for, or the the lawyer goes to reach for something in a pocket, and Rig shoots him. And it's a it's a tape recorder saying like, "Oh, you fucked up. Yep. Now these people are dead, and you're an idiot." Which, mm-hmm. what was the point of this test then? Like, right? You know. Yeah. Then Hoffman, yeah, undoes all his stuff, and then goes to where Strom has just killed those people, and then locks Strom in the room with mm-hmm. the corpses. Yeah. The tape that we hear Hoffman listening to at the beginning is all is after all of this has happened. Right. Yeah. And we we this is where we learn that Jigsaw's test for rig was to stop rushing into things. Yep. Stop kicking down doors. So this guy goes through 90 minutes of hell. Trying yeah. to save people because he rushes into rooms. The the concept of, of trying to, quote unquote, educate this guy into mm-hmm. being just like him. Like, that's a neat thing. It is. Yeah. But then you have this side thing of like, don't rush in places. And he just mm-hmm. can't help. He hates doors. He hates these doors. <laughs> Why does he hate these doors? Get away from the doors. <laughs> it, it felt a little strange. And then it's again, because it's trap, it's trap upon trap. Like, why did the lawyer have to go through yet another layer? Why did yeah. Hoffman have to go through yet? Not Hoffman. Why did uh, Matthews have to go through yet another mm-hmm. layer mm-hmm. for nothing? Like it, because then you just become pawns for other people's right lessons and traps and, and all it, that kind of stuff. It kind of screws more with because because while I might have issue with some of Jigsaw's things up until this point, there was at least that whatever ethos he had still like had some kind of consistency to it. Mm -hmm. He kept testing Amanda, because even though I kept talking about how you can't fail the system, or or the system can't fail, you can only fail the system, is that he would 
test Amanda when he she thought he was failing the system. Right. These other people have not done anything like that. But totally. yet he's still using them and involving them. Now, are we going to find out in the next movie or the next one? This was all Hoffman's doing the jigsaw. You know, he's again subverting jigsaw's whole ethos. Mm-hmm. But they changed Jigsaw's whole ethos as well as to be more of like a a more punishing reactionary viewpoint. Right. Underlined that rather than have that be kind of called into question. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then his last tape to Hoffman is like, well, you're not out of the woods yet. You have to be right. tested. Yeah. OK. Even though okay. he did everything you said and, and whatever. But as as I teased before, there's a scene earlier where one of the the uh, FBI people sees Hoffman with a little like stuffed toy and is like boy or girl. Girl. I didn't know you were married. I'm not. It's a short story, believe me. Which I, I do like because on one hand, that's like, well, yeah, so then just tell it. But on the other hand, that does tell you everything you need to know about like, okay, yeah, you're not married. I get it. You're a cop. Right. I get it. Yeah, of course. But so Hoffman is in on it with Jigsaw, but is in trouble for some reason as well. So we'll mm-hmm. find out what that is. We also learn uh, that, J- that Hoffman is the one that wrote whatever letter that is to Amanda that we were wondering. About right. The, the one last time. Yeah. Which I was thinking about by, by making these so interconnected. It, it, it made me think of years ago when Oz was, was on, on HBO mm-hmm. and I was watching it and the girl I was dating at the time was like, this is just a soap opera with stabbing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel like because like at the end of like a Jason movie, it's like, Oh, is Jason dead? Or is he going to come back to kill someone? This one's like, I wonder what's in the note. <laughs> I wonder what he wrote in the note. I can't wait yeah. to watch the next movie. And it's a little silly. Who's the next paramour? Yeah. <laughs> the next <Yeah>. helper. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting approach. And, but yeah, this one, by changing hands to the the writing hands, I feel like they kind of went astray from what it was previously. And I'm willing yeah. to kind of see what's going on. But like I said, I feel like they really went for no jigsaw as a reactionary weirdo. Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah. this was always in play in play. His traps were never meant to ever do anything to anyone other than just something they cause suffering. Dismember them. I, yeah. I like it a little bit more as a question, but that's how I, I mean, there's st- certainly more movies to come, but. I felt that this one underlined, like just took away that mystery a little bit and just went, no, he's a goof. Yeah. Just yeah. told so much more retconned him a little bit. Yeah. Stuff I didn't need to, to really know. But yeah. before we make our predictions for five, let's honor the dead. Trevor played by Kevin Rushton head bludgeoned with hammer. Brenda, played by Serene Boylan, scalped and thrown through a mirror. Ivan Lansness, played by Marty Adams, drawn and quartered by chains. Rex, played by Ron Lee, impaled through major arteries. Police photographer, played by Joanne Boland, shot through the head with Spike. Cecil Adams, played by Billy Otis. Face sliced by kitchen knives, falls into razor wire. Jeff Denian, played by Angus McFadden, shot with handgun. Eric Matthews, played by Donnie Wahlberg, head smashed between two blocks of ice. Art Blank, played by Louis Fieria, shot in the head. Daniel Rigg, played by Lyric Bent, shot in the stomach. Favorite trap of this one. Oh, this 
This one's tough because I like I said that that knife one just like how simple it was kind of like the needle mm-hmm. trap. Yeah, the scalping trap was just brutal to watch. So yeah. I kind of like that because it was kind of absurd and also just like oh I can imagine how much that hurts. Mm-hmm. And as a and as a bald gentleman, it was a little bit like yeah, take that, yeah. hair people, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm probably gonna go knife face just because it was so. I mean, it mm-hmm. worked all the way. Actually, no, yeah. no, I'm gonna back that up uh, or or retract that. I'm gonna go uh, with with eye pokey explosion thing just because yeah. like. It was ridiculous and it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't do what it was supposed to do, uh, claim to do, but uh, I just like yeah. that whole sequence and watching the guy just be like, you got this buddy. Let's yep. do our number two. And then, <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's a close second for me, but I'm going to go needle because of how absurd the uh, precision would have to be to get a wound that yeah. can heal on one end but will kill on the other end. That's so goofy. And I love that. That seems like so. some kind of like ninjutsu trap or something like exactly. that. Like that's, so yeah. <laughs> that shows that, uh, uh, a whole other skill set that John Kramer had that we're not really privy to. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. So predictions for five, what they're going to retcon. I mean, it's uh, Hoffman's going to be our guy now. I hope that we move forward with the story instead of another like fold in. Yeah, we, we have to, cause yeah, for, for a series that's all about like trying to move past, you know, like suffer through the stuff to get away from your past. Like there was right. so much time in flashbacks. Yeah. Obviously we're going to see more flashbacks because of course. you're not going to get rid of Tobin Bell and no. most other stuff. Uh, my hope for the next one is we're going to revisit like, where's that little girl? What's going on with, with, uh, yeah, um, we do. We do have a missing girl name, here. Colette or mm-hmm. something. A Corbett is the, is the little girl's Corbett. Name. Okay. I, I'm hoping that now, cause I was ex- expecting so much of that because, uh, mm-hmm. for four. So I was a little surprised that we didn't get to it. So I, I, yeah. bet we see that in five mm-hmm. and I'm not because jigsaw is dead. He's totally dead. Amanda. Yeah far as we know dead i'm guessing hoffman's still going to be behind a lot of this mm-hmm. he's like tests still involve him carrying on jigsaw's work because jigsaw's last tape is like the games are just beginning yeah so uh, he needs someone to carry that on so i think hoffman's still gonna be behind a lot of this hoffman will be a, and then he'll have to start you know grooming his own accomplices right. as yeah. well so it'll just kind of like spiderweb out Mm-hmm. from and it. put a little put a little hoffman stank on the new traps like maybe there he's not you into the same stuff you know what will he bring yeah to the and traps? that's and that's what i bet we also in five has spent like how did hoffman get to be this guy so we'll we'll get some of that going i i do think this one did do a better job than than three of having the concurrent timelines feel more connected mm-hmm. it is a mess plot wise of like the flashbacks flashbacks and flashbacks this guy's over here this like some of that piecing that together was a little bit confusing but mm-hmm. it did feel like they all kind of mattered sure and whereas the first whereas in three it was like well, we have what's going on over here and then we have what's going on over here whereas these there felt like they were influencing one another yeah i'm not sure you know it's still i i don't by any means mean to rank them but i i think i liked part three better than this one mm-hmm. um overall but uh they were dealing with the same plot too yeah. so it was just like another <laughs> the other side of the knife right there <laughs> yeah yeah the, well and i think that's by having a like super interconnected series like this you run into the same thing that like episodic tv has where sometimes there are just some episodes that are moving pieces around mm-hmm. and i felt like that was a little bit what this one was it was a lot of just yeah. like here's jigsaw's the way jigsaw is which is uh, like i'm with mm-hmm. you this i don't think that's that interesting Sure. More than we've already gotten. And then we've got to set this up and set this up to move forward rather than just being like a movie in and of itself. Yep. Um, and I think it suffers a bit for that. Mm-hmm. So, and it is that it's kicking off a new trilogy. So we'll see. But yeah, 
I'm I'm not stoked about where this is headed thus far. Right. But I'll I'll yeah. see how it goes. We are in it to the end though. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for Saw Part Five. But until then, John, anything you would like to announce as we are at the end of the road tonight? Yeah, just the same stuff. I'm uh, yep. <laughs> oh, John Alex hate stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just at our 150th episode talking about the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John and Alex hate stuff. John with an H, Alex with two X's. And if you like short original horror stories, check out Please Leave. Do that one every week. You get a new original creepy tale in your podcast machine. Um, so check that out. And uh, maybe leave us a review and a rating on uh, this here show, too. I hear that helps with the old algorithm. Yeah. I always forget to remind people about that. So maybe leave us a little uh, five stars only, please. <laughs> if you don't like it, yeah. don't bother, you know? <laughs> five stars will um, put you in a saw trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with with five stars yeah. coming at you or something like that. We'll come up with some stupid uh, reasoning you for it. You didn't like the podcast enough. I want to play yeah. a game. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, drop us one of those guys, one of those little reviews or something. So, but until then, I hope you watch Saw 5. In the meantime, it's fun when people watch along with us. It's been great. A lot of people really like this series and yeah. are uh, letting us know, which I which I really dig. So, keep watching along with us, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about Saw 5. Good night. Good night. This has been a Two Penguins Media production. It was produced by James Strayer and edited by John C. Myers. Logo by Ethan Kimberling and music by Michael Arthur Holloway, who you can find on Bandcamp. Follow us on Instagram at thismayhurtabitpod and on Twitter at hurtabit. Email us at thismayhurtabit at gmail.com. And if you are so inclined, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next time.